Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Everyone, welcome to the show today. I'm Glenn James, and we're having a chat about IVF and some real-life stories. I've got my good friend, Karinya Cooper, who's joined us today in the studio. Hey, Karinya, how are you? Hi, good, thank you. And James Millard. Hey, mate, how are you? Hey, mate. Well, thanks. Now, these guys are not Mirad or partnered together. They are representing their own families. And you've heard James on the podcast. Many of you have uh, talked with him about your own financial life. He's a financial advisor. Karinya has been on Hannah's podcast to talk about the medical side of the IVF journey from her perspective. Uh, and that podcast is You To Me, You To You, You To Us, and that's Reproductive and Sexual Health. But just some housekeeping before we unravel this turkey. Is that a new saying I just made? That's good. Yeah, that works. There's a new one for the quote. That's right. Christmas is coming. I want to tell you about a couple of new things that we've got happening in the M3 community. I've launched My Millennial Business. It's a podcast. It's Most of the time, it's short form, but it's for the small business owner. It's for somebody who wants to aspire to be a small business owner or if you're a side hustler, it's a dedicated channel. It's a dedicated podcast just for the small business community within M3. So, check that out. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. If you want to come on, just pitch us somehow. All good. Uh, we've launched another podcast called Tie Kickers and that's with... Dirty Mike, who's been on the show, it's with Asher, the voiceover guy, and me, and we review secondhand cars because I don't want everyone running out and wasting money on brand new cars. We're not all rich like you, James. Uh, Stop it. And <laughs> and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's not adding any value other than banter and entertainment. 49% of you who listen said you wanted that podcast, so we've delivered. So, you can check out Tie Kickers wherever you're listening to this podcast. Two other things, we've got the My Money Journal. So, you can jump onto the website, sortyourmoneyout.com or link in a show note. The team have put together this journal because for my own personal life and many of you listeners, we get stuck in our own head. So, this is a journal that you can buy and it will guide you through a bit of a process to help you unpack your goals and then drill down on them and then really look at the fears in your life around certain goals, some roadblocks uh, and prioritizing and just to get out of your own head and give you clarity. Mm. So, the purpose of that journal, it's number one to do that, okay? So, you will absolutely get your stuff out of your head. But number two, it's more about if you wanted to support the podcast. Simple as that. Like we are small business where, you know, really given it all we've got. I employ three people within the team and two, three other contractors. Uh, I'm, a lot of people don't know this, Millard. You probably don't know this. You might. 
I'm not drawing a wage out of the sort your money out, my millennial money yet. Everything we make goes back into the team. Mm -hmm. So, in a year's time, it might not be around because if I ran out of money (laughs) in my own life. Get the journal peeps. But seriously, on on that journal thing, I think- before you try and make financial decisions, anything big, anything important, you really do need to get super clear on your goals anyway, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's how we model our entire service. If you can DIY that, go for it. And I think we're even doing fun bookmarks as well. So, we're taking this podcast offline, baby. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about IVF. The purpose of this episode, it's just to have a conversation about this topic and purely from a money point of view, from a personal story point of view, every different family, every different individual has a different circumstance. So, please don't at me and say, you did that wrong, you did this. Yeah, everything I do is wrong when I pick up a microphone. I get it. We just want you to be encouraged yeah. and we want to start a conversation. And last time I checked, none of us are doctors, right? Uh, definitely not. Well, I ordered one online, <laughs> like one of those doctor at home printout things. Yeah. The same day I bought a star in the solar system online. <laughs> you keep up your good work here. You might be an honorary doctor soon. Yeah, tough crowd. I'm sure, it'll be fertility. So, I guess <laughs> we're just having a chat about IVF. Yeah. I personally just want to acknowledge that we are only talking about Tim and Karinya's personal journey to do with money. Karinya might touch on some soft stuff, but if you want to hear Karinya's medical side of the journey, jump on the other podcast. We're talking about uh, James and Tasha's money story and he might touch on some soft stuff. Again, we can't cover all things. I've reached out to a same-sex couple uh, to come on and share their kind of current story, but today... It's just a chat. There's a heap of questions in the Facebook group. We just want to have a discussion around this. We want you to be encouraged. We want you to be inspired as usual. Karina, I might just start with you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say a few words about, I guess, preposition your story? And and the one thing we're not going to get into, if everyone's asking or wondering, we're not getting into it whether James couldn't have good sperm and Tash didn't oh, have no. good eggs or whatever that <clears throat> lingo we see. I've stuffed it already <laughs> because that doesn't matter as their situation, they had to use IVF. Absolutely. Yep. It's nobody's business for anybody <laughs> that is interested, <laughs> yeah. to be honest, and I'll tell anybody that that, that asks. And, um, yeah, I guess I will preface this with just uh, anyone that is listening Finding yourself potentially or already going through that IVF journey, for starters, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of James as well, you know, that we we truly are sorry and acknowledging that it's not fun, it's not an easy journey, um, it's an emotional roller coaster to be honest, um, but hopefully today just by sharing a little about what we experienced and so forth, obviously predominantly from the money side, um, especially if you are looking at potentially that being a route for you just to give some sort of an give you some sort of an idea, I guess, as to what to expect. But mine was a few years ago now, so I've reached out to a number of friends and so forth going through it too to try to bring it all a bit more current. And in all honesty, the answer to how much does IVF cost is honestly how long is a piece of string. Everybody's journey is so unique. Everybody's medical circumstances, their situations, whatever clinics they might be going through, honestly, it's it's like opening a can of worms. So like I said, all we can do is share 
our experiences and a bit of what we've picked up from others, I guess, to try to keep it current and so forth. But one in six, one in five to six couples, they say here in Australia will experience issues with infertility. So it is so much more common than probably most of our listeners even realise. And if you're finding yourself in that boat, yeah, again, be encouraged. I didn't realise that until I found myself there and all of a sudden, um, you know, especially once I'd had my first, I realised so many other women, even just within my mother's group, had had their children through IVF. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd have known this That's earlier. I right? had someone to no talk one, to. No one talks about it. I don't and know like we uncover all the time. We've got mates that, you know, we've been struggling for four years. We, you know, no one talked to us. I'm like, guys, we've been through this stuff. We could talk yeah. about this, but no Seriously. one does. Don't go it alone. Hey, like, and it's, it's tough enough on yourself and your partner, but if you can find friends and so forth that have been through it or reach out online, that's what I, I mean. I've got the birthing journey set up. So the yeah, whole idea. Yeah, talk about that group and the blog. Uh, look, the birthing journey is something that I set up, I guess, growing out of my own experiences with infertility and IVF. You can visit it it's it's my blog really of my whole journey so you get the whole emotional side as well okay it's it's Which a roller coaster it is <laughs> it's you. the only way to explain it but if you find yourself in a similar position purely curious as to you know what one person and my story's not going to look like anyone else's but you might have mm. a bit of a giggle too because mm. you know cool. it'll make you feel like you're not alone um so there's that side and then I've got the birthing side too so yeah there's loads of info on there but yeah I just don't want anyone to feel alone in it I guess I don't know why it's still potentially a taboo topic like it is so so common so don't be afraid to reach out you know to other people and yeah and talk we're not scared of taboo topics in here though are we really (laughs) it's nothing taboo. no I'll I'll uh I'll dance around a taboo topic and I will say if I'm a bit cheeky to Karina it's only because I've known them for a million years and I've probably got to be good because Karina's husband Tim is my enduring power of attorney. <laughs> so he actually controls a lot. <laughs> I have warned Glenn, though, this is not a topic to be flippant about. So I've got him under a tight rein, okay? All right. Thank you. James, your story. Uh, okay. So, I mean, look, we, we, had, we have two kids, Adeline and Eden, so three and a half and two, and uh, both through IVF. And it was all driven by, and I know we don't have to, but I'm an overshare and I'm very happy to do this mm-hmm. and Tasha's okay with it too. Um, she had advanced endo- or still has advanced endometriosis and that was driving the, I guess, a toxic environment and that was meant that, you know, it took us four years to get to the point where we had kids and we needed to use IVF. So we went through a process of trying. We did get pregnant naturally once that didn't work out um and from there you know there were a bunch of other things and I guess this is where you know IVF itself and we'll get into the money stuff uh, IVF itself is a cost Mm -hmm. and those processes come with a cost some are rebatable and so forth and we'll dive in there in a minute but there are the extras that you could choose or may need to also use. And so we went through a process, Tash went through a process of acupuncture, Mm. Chinese herbs, all sorts of other stuff to prepare for IVF, Um, just basically removing as much toxicity as possible to give once we threw the cash down and we dived into the process, which is, you know, it's costly, but it's also taxing uh, on, on especially on the female, of Mm. course, um, that you you know we just got to to the point where we wanted to make sure and and the advice was 
and we were very open. I mean, Tash has a medical background, um, but very open to looking at the Eastern side of things. Mm. I've had mates that have gone through with um, using naturopathy and so forth as well um, that has been very helpful. So there's a bunch of extras that may come into it for your journey. Um, for us, it was Chinese herbs, it was acupuncture, um, and we were going down the private route. So Tash already had heavy involvement from an obstetrician, gynecologist with all the surgeries that she'd had leading up to that. And so that was, so she had three surgeries leading up to actually being prepared for, mm. well, just to really deal with the endo at the time. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, there's, there's all this extra stuff that could, may or may not come into it for you. But then IVF um, kicked off and we were very lucky. It didn't happen straight away, but it happened almost straight away with Adeline. And um, then the advice was to back up fairly quickly and go again. Mm. And so we did. Yeah, right. So... Just the wash-up, how much do you think both of you spent out-of-pocket-ish? Um, so when I – I had never done the sums before until I went on Hannah's podcast because, in all honesty, I, I was too scared. I didn't want to know. Um, but in the end, I believe that ours came out at about 17000 so we'll round that up to 20000 probably yep. in today's. So I said it was a few years ago. Um, I didn't share. I have two – beautiful children now as well, um, seven and five. So um, I was very fortunate to only ever actually go through one full IVF cycle myself involving hormone treatments, um, egg collection, that sort of thing, which those of you going down that track will know what that means. Um, we ended up with five embryos, one of which then was transferred and four were frozen. So the way that then worked itself out was the first one didn't work, second one did, which was my first frozen Third one didn't work, fourth one did, fifth one didn't work. Okay, so we're looking at out of five embryos in total, we were blessed with two amazing children. So that was, you know, that's awesome. fantastic, totally amazing. And yeah, probably about 20,000 all up, I would say, but that got us two amazing kids. So it's totally worth it in that so that's, sense. Yeah, 20K out of pocket. Out of and pocket. we'll talk about the Medicare yep. stuff. Yeah. We were probably a little bit more, it's probably 25 to 30 mm -hmm. by the time. And that was private so again like 4k out of pocket per child for the actual birthing and leading up to all of that um oh i haven't included any birthing after the fact yeah. so yeah. 20 then yeah 20 uh and that and that was you know there's there's a whole bunch of extra stuff that kind of leads up to it as well once you're committed there's all the scans there's all the um, you know, everything else that, you know, the checks and for us it was the herbs and so forth there as well. It probably added another two or three grand to so it. So I'm like such a dummy when it comes to this stuff. You're not a dummy. You just haven't experienced. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, okay. I'm pretty dumb. Um, so <laughs> I hope you don't too. Do they like <laughs> – this is so dumb. <laughs> do they get eggs from the chick? Yes. Get the swimmers from the guy? Yes. And put them together in the microscope and then stick it back in you to cook? Essentially. That's, you <laughs> okay, haven't done much. too bad. You haven't done too right. bad there. There's different options too. So we talk about everything in terms of IVF. Um, we actually took ours a step further and went ICSI, which don't even get me to say on air what ICSI stands for. Um, but, yeah, very similar process. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I've obviously... They pump the girl up with hormones generally to try to get her eggs, yeah, nice and ready. And Is that they'll wild collect, times? And they'll, it's not fun, to be honest. Um, that's, a da that's day surgery. 
Um, and they'll, yeah, so you're on your meds and so forth beforehand for that. They'll collect your eggs as many as they possibly can. You wake up with a little number taped to your hand as to how many they've collected. Meanwhile, hubby's doing his thing over in another room somewhere and then, yeah, they go from there. They've got the elements that they need, obviously, but then that's that's your involvement <laughs> done. Very romantic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yeah, then the scientists do their work and I tell you what, they're incredible and I'll be forever indebted to the research and the medical field. So IVF is when I'm going to call it a petri dish, you know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, sperm and egg, but they still essentially let the sperm find its way to the egg. Whereas ICSI for us, we were recommended, um, you know, that this gave you the best possible shot. And you're like, hell, if, if we're throwing money at it, let's Intra- go for what's going to give us the top <laughs> plasmic in- sperm injection. Thanks for Googling that. You said it as beautifully on air as I would have. Um, so what they actually did is the doctors or the scientists then chose the best sperm from the bunch and physically inserted it directly into the egg so there was no, you know, you got to find this baby, you know, like they made it happen. Then, of course, it's still got to do its thing and they're watching it all very closely to make sure that it's, you know, has it been successful, is it growing, multiplying, that sort of thing. Um, Five days they do their little thing in the Petri dish for and then they chose the best one to get implanted back into me. The others get frozen. I love it, Austin Powers style, you know, cryogenically yeah. frozen. I love that my kids are actually the same age. It's very cool, but one sat on ice like two and a half years longer <laughs> than the other. I think that's so cool. Oh, it's wow. A cool story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was the same for us. In our case, because ours were all frozen from the same batch. batch, for want of a better word. Yeah. But, no, that's how it works. But then, you know, the body's still got to do its thing. Um, and it's just a waiting game, waiting to see whether wow. it's successful or not. Yeah, it's not. Fun. It's brave new world, children, mm. and uh, it's not for the faint heart. I'm not emotionally strong way. enough for this at the best of times. So we're calling it 20k ish. Well, How much of that cost so did this, you actually know? Yeah. So I mean, I think there's a there's there's the steps, right? So the 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 IVF process itself is. I mean, everything you were just talking about, Karina, with the lead up and the hormones and everything, but there's the retrieval cost. So they actually break it down and give it to you. There's a retrieval cost, which is about a grand, but that's fully rebatable. Um, Then there's the the big process, which is, I guess, the the full, like they call it cycle fees, Mm. and that's close to 10 grand. For us, it was about nine. So we went through IVF Australia, I think. So did we, actually. Yeah. And, and that was for us, this is four and a half years ago-ish. Um, it was about a bit over nine grand and we ended up getting pretty much half of that back. Yep. Yep. And so the cost was roughly five grand out of pocket mm-hmm. and maybe a bit more, five and a half for that part. Um, the rest of it for us ended up more or less being everything else, not necessarily IVF itself, the private doc. That you know, mm. the good doctor, and you know, all of that that we was already invested in our situation, and we were kind of needed that. Um, so yeah, I think at its absolute core, you you maybe your five to ten grand, and then there's your optional extras, so to speak. Yeah, wow. So, and just like because we do want to focus on the money side mm. and your own personal story, uh, and I know both of you are fortunate enough to be in good income positions. You know, starting a family and planning for pregnancy, 
you know, that's a cost in itself. Mm. So we've got this runway that could be two years of infinite cost. Mm. So did you guys chat with each other's, you know, your respective spouses and say, look, we're going to try IVF and we'll go down with the ship and pay 300 grand until we get a child. Did you actually have those discussions or look, let's do the first round, see what comes of it. Then we retreat and have a chat. Like what was the mindset in the relationship with the money side? For us, um, we were in the throes of getting the business off the ground at that point. So money was not flowing. Um, We dived into a solid mortgage and Tash was obviously working um, but yeah, I mean, we were, we were looking at our cash reserves at the time and just saying, we've got a We've got a runway here, um, but it's not infinite. And mm. so it was just working through that, that part of it. And I think, you know, we did get to the point where we actually looked at super because you can use super if you need to, I would preface that with that is your absolute last mm. resort. Mm. Um, but before credit cards and everything else. Yeah. Karina with yourself and Tim, were you guys like, let's just see how it goes? Or as a couple, were you like, we're just we're doing this? Or <laughs> did you, because this is the real thing, like people, if you can't conceive naturally, mm-hmm. it's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, What extent do you go to? Yeah. yeah and did exactly. you have the discussion about, well, if it can't go naturally, we'll go down the foster program or adoption or. Yeah, that's it. There was a question there. Ask in, Uncle um, Glenn yeah. for some. <laughs> Friends, I don't know. I'm just being presumptuous. Let me let me assure yeah. you that was never actually considered or discussed. But uh, yeah, thank you. Um, for us, <laughs> we had a five year uh, a five year infertility journey, I guess, before we um, you know went down the IVF track. In hindsight, it didn't need to be that long, but A, I didn't know that at the time and B, you know, just kept hoping, just kept doing our thing. You know, took all of the advice under the sun, quit your job, go on a holiday stand on your head, all that stuff. So five years we had, but I get, you know, five years in that time, we were double income, no kids, you know, and we did, we did both have good full-time, well-paying jobs, love traveling the world, all that sort of thing. And yeah, so this was five years extra that we hadn't anticipated. So I guess we just, you know, financially we were okay in that sense. So when we got to the point you know, when we first started down the journey, I think we got to, you know, we did a few tests and so forth, but in my head, I always thought IVF was almost a last resort and we might be given all these different things, you know, different medications or different things to go through. That wasn't the case for us. Now it is for other people, because this is where it comes down to what your journey is and where the various issues lie and that sort of thing. For us, it was pretty quickly, the doctor was like, IVF is the way to go and that caught us a bit off guard. Um, I made the mistake of thinking that you needed private health insurance to access IVF. It was just in my, you know, I just associated those two together. Um, Now we had private health insurance, but it covered maternity, but it didn't cover your assisted reproductive. So when I mentioned that to the doctor, he just sort of smiled, nodded and said yes. And off we went to serve our 12 month waiting period Mm. for IVF. So (laughs) first you don't need private health insurance, okay, to access IVF. It can help you 
purely really from the day surgery point of view where I had my eggs collected, anaesthetist, it can assist with that, but it's not the be all and end all from a financial point of view and certainly not if you're playing a waiting game. I look back now and go, I didn't actually need to serve that 12 months and that's a bit frustrating and I could have researched that potentially better myself, but I was never given any guidance. And it wasn't around for either of us when we were going through it, but it is now is this Gap-free, I think they call it, gap-free IVF option. So you could do it at very, very low or no cost uh, yeah. now. And I think we do need to acknowledge that the whole Medicare thing, you know, our current laws are a billion years old mm. and things take time, time to, to catch change. up socially. Yeah, yep. We've seen that. Things are still catching up. So the wash-up is you might not be able to get Medicare mm. if you're quote-unquote socially infertile mm. as opposed to medically yep. mm. infertile. That's how it same is Same-sex couple, mm-hmm. single people. Mm-hmm. But if you are same-sex or single, I believe you could access your super on medical yep. grounds. Yes. But again, we don't want to do that unless it's a last resort mm. because mm. that's your retirement savings. Mm. But then... Uh, I'm not here to tell you what to do with your own money. I'm and unfortunately, and that's let's face it, the drive for a child is consuming. It's, it's bigger than retirement yeah. too, right? I would argue yes. that you know if you're at that point, then yeah. then it's a very valid question to be asked. Totally, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, were there any weird out of pocket expenses? I think I'll answer your previous question yeah, first because I think sorry, and that was just in terms of when we did then. You know, when it was time to go, we did just say, all right, yep, let's do this. We never Mm. discussed how far we'd take it or how much we'd spend or anything like that. And I'd say probably most people don't for the first round because you just, you've never done anything like it before. You're just going to give it a go and yeah, and see what happens. Um, Absolutely. If it's, I think we were both really very fortunate in the way our journeys unfolded and the children that we now have but I appreciate it's not that way for any for everyone 100%. and you know you hear of some couples just you know year after year after year after year just you know constantly still striving hoping wishing praying and you know having forked out hundred you know hundred thousand dollars that sort of thing so you know every couple every situation at some point yes potentially you would need to sit down and chat and go okay realistically it's not just financial it's emotional too you know how long can we keep doing this for um yeah but we did just yeah, jump mm-hmm. in and go with that first round. With the Medicare thing, you have to log in and register for the Medicare safety nets. So yep. you can just log in. Uh, I think you can go through as a family or a couple. Mm. Uh, there's different thresholds. So, for example, it's per calendar year, mm. the threshold. Now, to be honest, guys, you're probably best just to go to Services Australia website because there's no point in us for telling sure. you the amounts because – like I've got the screen up here. There's the original Medicare safety net. There's the extended one. There's yeah. the family tax benefit A. And um, it's for, you know, there's three different categories. And I guess it's probably on the scope of now because I just want to get a personal story. So for us, we had, we weren't getting any family tax benefit or anything like that, but we did hit the, it was mm. about, I think it was 10 grand at the time for us. Um, we'd spent more than 10 grand so we hit the safety net and what happened for us is the next three four five thousand dollars was fully fully subsidized fully rebated um 
a no gap on anything for the rest of that financial or for the rest of that calendar year. Hmm. And just from a human level, and it's probably not a financial question, uh, number one, everyone have your own relationship with your own GP and be guided mm-hmm. by that. How long did you like were, I guess, messing around trying to get pregnant before you're like, oh, this isn't happening. We'll go to our GP or do you go to your GP and say, we want to get pregnant. Have you got any tips? It was the series of surgeries for us. So we kind of, but, but at the same time it was do surgery and try again. It wasn't yeah. mm. you're diving into IVF. So for us, it was more, um, yeah, I mean, years, it was two, three to four years by the time we got there. Yeah, yeah. We were just trying for what appeared to be a never-ending mm. time, probably a bit oblivious to it all, a bit of denial, what have you. It wasn't until later that I realised that you're, you're, the doctors will class you, I guess, as infertile if you've been trying for 12 months without success. Um, by this stage, I was probably a few years in and went, oh, crap, okay, it's official. So, yeah, again, each to their own. But, yeah, we'd been trying for several years before we sort of went, okay, probably should get some investigation, which, again, in Hindsight, I do, I do differently, and it would certainly be my encouragement. You know, if if you feel that the clock's ticking, or you know, it probably just caused more stress and anxiety than it needed to if I'd have started to get it investigated. And so, for anyone about to dive in to that, I would say, I mean, to just trying, like, give yourself six months before you're even thinking about being concerned whether it's working Working or not. not, That's it. Like in your head, if you can set your expectation at six to twelve months before you're getting pregnant. That'll give yourself a whole lot of leeway to just chill. Don't expect it to because happen it's straight stressful. away like I did. Yeah, because apparently it's actually quite a complicated process that they, you know, that it goes through. Um, yeah, so it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. There's yeah. actually a lot involved. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. My throat's croaky, so I need a water. We're going to come back and there's a heap of questions we're going to answer in the Facebook group. Sounds good. All right. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. now for the most highly regarded auspicious moment in podcast history in Australia, which maybe isn't as big as it should be. It is the My Millennial Money Community Member of the Week. Erin Hutt, thank you for being the Community Member of the Week. Erin's a 31-year-old Brisbaneian or Brisvegasian. She's a physiotherapist and I just want to say thank you, Aaron, for being part of the M3 community. Aaron's money goal is to save for a wedding, eventually kids, and one day knock down a house and design and build a fresh one. Awesome. How they've achieved this goal, we've downloaded the spending plan, the Glenn James spending plan, and I don't make this crap up. People actually say this, and are reconfiguring our savings. We just moved back from three years living in the UK, traveling, uh, renting in London, uh, while paying our mortgage back in Brisbane. Awesome. Silliest money mistake. Probably not understanding money and finance and loans and banks and all of it. Somehow we've got by scot-free, but as far as now, I want to educate myself and make money work harder for our future. 
So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think a lot of us, you know, Karina doing an autopsy on her IVF thing just got by scot-free in terms of you didn't, you just kind of didn't know that you ha- you didn't have to wait 12 months with the IVF, oh, with the yeah. health fund. Yeah. Because we don't know what we don't know. We and don't I guess know what this we don't is, know. That's right. So, if you picked up one thing from today, mm. call your health fund and say, what's the deal with IVF? Don't just assume that there's a 12-month wait. No, exactly. Well, or even that, just realise you don't actually need your health fund exactly. to access totally. IVF, okay? You don't need you don't need to access it. It can come in handy, absolutely. It can save you a few dollars along the way, um, but you don't need it before you go down the IVF track. Uh, know that there's clinics that bulk bill in their entirety or others that you get the Medicare rebates through. So that is definitely, definitely worth looking into. Um, the other ongoing costs, yes, could be medications, could be um, your frozen mm. embryos. But, you know, we, we talk about this, both of us had embryos frozen, but then there's other couples who go through cycle after cycle without success and not even have, mm. you know, any embryos to be frozen. So they are paying every time for the entire cycle. So that's why it's so hard to really provide an indication of what it's going to cost. Um, um, generally, your first one, again, in a calendar year is the most expensive and they do charge a little less for subsequent subsequent cycles. Um, it's not a huge discount, yeah. but they I do. said before that they we didn't go to a second cycle. We actually did now think about mm. it. So, yeah, that was, that was that extra cost. One of the extra costs that came into it is that, yeah, exactly mm. that, second yeah. cycle. So, before we get into the questions from the Facebook group, Karina, did you want to add anything I just wanted to highlight, I guess, because it's something that I didn't realise when I was going through the journey myself, if you have the opportunity to research, and this is from a finance point of view, you know, how much is IVF going to cost for me? Locally for me here, IVF Australia was the clinic we were directed to, never thought anything more of it. And the experience was amazing, like absolutely first class. Um, But if you are in a city for example, or, you know, or just explore what's now available. Because like I said, IVF is so much more common than, yeah, most of you realise. I looked up like 12,000 women in New South Wales alone annually, okay, go through IVF. So it is... It's, it's just so common. There's IVF Australia, there's Jenea, there's Monash, there's Fertility First, there's Adora Fertility, there's Virtus Health, there's Westmead. There are so many options, okay? And what you've got now also is... Um, like we said, like we, the cycle might cost 10000 you might get 5000 back from Medicare. Fantastic. The, the Medicare rebates are great. Okay. So don't think, oh, it's going to cost me ten or 20000 a cycle. It's not. Okay. The Medicare rebates are fantastic and the safety net is your friend. So, and we said it does work in a calendar year. So if, and when it comes to pregnancy, you can't schedule anything. I learned that. But if you can, you know, get as much done in the earlier part of the calendar year, that will help you reach so, your threshold sooner. And that's a question on that 20 grand that you may have spent out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Is that a cash flow? So, do I have to like, I rock up at IVF Australia mm. and I say, oh, welcome Glenn and partner mm. or Glenn or, you know, because you can do it as a single person. Mm-hmm. And we really haven't touched on sperm donors. Well, and that's it's probably a whole nother yeah, game. Today, yep. Unless you've got any yep. comments, James. No, um, I mean, I think generally- a lot of it. <laughs> no, because he can't be paid. He I can't did. be paid for it in Damn Australia. It, it will cost. It will cost you a bomb Unless still. it's for research. Yeah. We, I have had mates who uh, yeah. made some money during uni. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Side hustle peeps. Yeah. I want details about how <laughs> I can make some money. Um, so is it like we rock up to IVF Australia 
and they say, yeah, we're good to go, uh, transfer 10 grand into this bank account for this first batch? Or is it kind of bibs and bobs and oh, we cash ten, flow it a no, bit? No, there, there is the big chunk, the, the 10K, big chunk but you'll the get your 5K back you know, virtually yep, instantaneously. So I think are. at any one time, the most you're probably looking at forking out is probably 5K in one go. Um, I know how much you love zip pay and after pay and that sort of thing. Some places will have like payment. She's being sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Um, but some places will have payment plans and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, you so know, you ca- you're cash flowing the 10. Yeah. You do have to okay. have it. Yeah. You do have to have the 10. You have grand. to have That's the 10. Yes, yeah, true. I guess physically, yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get the rebates. Mm. You'll the- get the rebates are fantastic. Yep. Yeah. You do, you know, you'll learn, you'll learn a lot about them as you go. Unfortunately, they're not available for everyone at this point in time. Um, but no, they certainly came in handy for us. Um, the other ongoing expense. So yeah, please do your research because that's the other thing. Because I have, um, I've checked with a friend too, who's actually going through it at the moment. She's now pregnant with twins, which is awesome. And her Ew. figures still add up. You know, she said um, they spent 10.6 on the first cycle, but they got 5k back for mm-hmm. that. And she was similar to me that the first round didn't work, but then her first frozen one did. Um, and she said, because the then those frozen frozen um, transfers are cheaper because you're not going through the entire process again. She said they spent 4000 on that and got 1700 back for it. Um, but she's now pregnant expecting twins. She's still got other frozen embryos and she's like, we intend to go back and use them at some point, but I'm about to have twins. So that's going to be some time off. And we were the same, um, that if you do have embryos frozen, depending on the clinic that you're going through, but for us it was $250 every six months um, to keep them stored um, and again we we used every single one of our frozen embryos to get our two children but that was over the space of yeah, a good few years about an extra two and a half to three thousand um, dollars hers is must be a monthly she said we need to spend we need to factor in forty dollars a month now for, for our storage. frozen embryos yeah. for as long as as we need them and you know you could be years and years mm. off off the track of, of trying them yeah. so that is an ongoing expense to keep in mind potentially yeah it's as well it's an interesting goal because if we've got a goal of we want to save for a house and it'd be cool to do it within two years or whatever mm-hmm. like medically there's so many other factors to, mm-hmm. to consider it's floating for sure and and there's the hidden stuff right there's all the other things that may or may not come up mm-hmm. like <clears throat> I mean, even aside from that, IVF is so taxing. You you want to have a good relationship with your manager or with your work and you want to be in a position where you can take time off if you need to. Uh, I know, you know, Tash had a super supportive, still does very supportive mm-hmm. workplace and so they were very good with that. Um, that's the kind of thing you need to kind of think through as well. Um, and taxing on the relationship can you you know you mm. still need to spend quality time with your partner and does that involve going away for weekends or investing in that way too now that costs finances as well but it's it's a little extra say, weekend where? location to- <laughs> <laughs> well no i'm talking oh. about keeping your relationship <laughs> yeah. healthy and strong because that's another whole side of things that you know, it's taxing on both on both parties. A lot of people will look at the women because it's largely the woman's body, but from the guy's point of view too, it's not it's not easy. Okay. Yeah. Well just so. you're you're a full time support, right? Yeah. That's the that's probably the main thing. Yeah. Um Yeah, and then 
I mean, a couple of other things. I mean, we we were told because, I mean, IVF is technically a little bit more high risk depending on the situation. And so, um, you know, you're not necessarily going to go to 40 weeks. So, Tash had to be induced um, with our first because that – and the second one was we ended up in an emergency Caesar scenario. We don't need to dive into that one today because it's not so IVF related, but it's just being flexible with when maternity leave might be kicking in because you might need to worry, like, can just plan that part out. Mm. Yeah, but do your research because there are so many different clinics available all throughout Australia. And sorry, where I was going is there is these clinics like we both went through where you pay up front and you get your Medicare rebates. But there are also now, and this is relatively recent, I believe, clinics that will bulk bill you virtually for yeah, gap free. The, yeah, gap mm. free. Okay, now I'd never heard of that. And even my friend who's just done it herself um, said, I wish I'd known more about it. She said, I went, you know, just straight for one of, you know, one of the top providers thinking that would give me the best possible, you know, chance. I was worried about what these bulk build options might be, that it would just be sort of standard cookie cutter. But she said, I've since learned that that's not necessarily the case. And she said, I wish I'd have tried them first. So like there's a door of fertility, for example. And yeah, it's bulk build. So definitely worth looking into, especially if you don't, if you're just starting out in the journey, you've got a bit of time or you don't have significant medical issues i guess causing the infertility i would also caution and again please you people correct me if i'm wrong both of you we will yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) if i wanted to get cosmetic surgery on my face Mm -hmm. purely because i wanted to look better and i've noticed my eye like they sag more and i was actually holding my eye up to the mirrors the other day is like Anyway, we I'm getting old. Look a bit better with yeah. a few. Yeah. So that's purely I want this. I go to a cosmetic surgeon. You need to know the cosmetic surgeon is a business owner. They've got fees. They're going to charge you. They're not, you know, the Hippocratic Oath, I'll do no harm. That's mm. cute. <laughs> but I'm here making money because I'm a surgeon and I love it. So I just want you to be aware when you're going for things that might be considered a want Mm -hmm. or a luxury in any area of your life, there's a business behind it who's got commercial interests. Absolutely. And IVF is a business. Make no doubt about that. And that's why don't get your bloody money advice from a podcast. (laughs) Don't get your medical advice from a podcast or Facebook group or whatever. I want you to speak to your GP. Maybe then... I don't know, James, someone in your business or just a third party that can sit down with you if you want an unbiased sounding board, pay an accountant, pay your financial advisor or if you're one of James's clients, bloody say, James, we want to catch up for a review and bounce this off you. Get a third party to go, that looks crazy, that looks okay. 100%. And that's, I mean, we do have these conversations all the time in these first sessions with defining sufficient sessions that we're doing because this is a goal. It's not, it's, and a goal is having, you know, I hate that word goal really, but the idea is you've got, you've got things you want to achieve and having a family is a big one. And so you're factoring in a cost, but you know, when does it work? How does it fit in? What about the house we wanted to buy? All of the other things that come along with it. How do you factor it all? How do you fit it in? When's it gonna? What's it gonna cost? When's it gonna happen? Um, 
there's a lot of unknowns like we were just talking about with IVF yeah. and, and pregnancy that you just need to have something there for that. Yeah. A buffer. <laughs> In the Facebook group, Anna Louise said, I did IVF and spent 68K at private clinics. Uh, wasn't really talked about. What isn't talked about is bulk billing options, which mm. we just discussed. Mm. But I think it's just, I think it'd be reasonable uh, – we don't all have infinite funds No, in your household, in your own personal life, in your relationship. It's probably worth just having a discussion. We're going to go two years, 40 grand. If it doesn't happen for them, what are we doing? So we don't get caught up in this emotional storm. I don't know, but it's a relationship issue. You're going so. to get caught up in the emotional storm yeah. <laughs> to be like honest. Well, I guess you got to have emotions to do that. Honest. Lol. <laughs> honest to goodness, but all you can you do you have to, of course, you have to reassess. You don't know what's going to change within the next year, the next two years. Yeah, employment. You, no, you don't know. So yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to reassess, of yeah. course, constantly. Uh, I'm just – can you guys – have you got the Facebook group questions? Yeah, I do, um, yep. Do you, do you see any there, James, that you want to ask? Stephanie asked in the Facebook group additional costs that may not have been accounted for, so vitamins and alternative therapies. So I was talking about the Chinese medicine before. Mm. Um, we went to this lady who was an absolute genius um, and she had Tash on acupuncture and, and a full round of herbs. They were horrendous. Mm. The guys, friends that referred us, um, was actually the couple both had to go through it because he had some issues he had to need to, he needed to deal with as well. Um, thankfully for me, it wasn't for me. It was just Tash swallowing this stuff, but um, <laughs> it was 200 bucks a week. Yeah, wow. And Do you reckon it was actually material? Did it work? You'll never. That's the thing. You'll never know. So, so we think it did. But it was worth a shot. We definitely mm. think it did. And mm. this is the thing with like mm. alternate therapies and versus medicine, all that. And I'll, I'll try anything twice. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> Just because it might work for you doesn't mean it works for everyone. It doesn't, right? and that's why the no. doctors can't categorically go take this pill. It works. Correct. But we're but talking to a very forward-thinking group of people here at the moment. We like, are, mm-hmm. and I think. Probably the I'm just giving thing. homage to the hardcore no, <laughs> medical call, side of no, you've got to, Well, you've got to remember, so medical, there is the medical side, which is, you know, backed by plenty of research, but there's the Eastern therapies mm. are backed by thousands of years of experience. Mm. And so and hundreds and thousands of people saying we think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and don't go wrong. And, like, and I, fair call, right? But, but, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into that. Mm. And I think- it's it is horses for courses yeah. for sure. Give yeah, it a crack. It, it might it work works for you. Yep. Awesome. Yep. And yep. I think you mumbled in there, oh, like because super absolutely, duper. I would Tim. have gone so much further down that track. Um, and certainly, if it wasn't as successful for us as it was, you know, as quickly as it was IVF, I would have because yeah, hubby was just is just medical and science all the way, and wouldn't have a bar of you know, and that's where I thought we'd end like up. That, but because Tash, I would Tash studied sure. biomedical science at uni and did a masters of drug development and was like fully in, like wow. couldn't be more down that track. Um, but when things aren't working, you got to try something, right? Got to try something, absolutely. Yeah, and I've and tried. And I'm all up for acupuncture, before. naturopathy. Yeah, there's, work. you know. <laughs> oh, I use acupuncture all the time. Mm. Yeah. Every time I get smashed in the surf, my neck goes out. Really? And I go lie on a bed. This guy jams a couple of needles in there, yeah. and within a couple of days, the whole thing melts and goes away. That's amazing. So loud and clear. If it works for you, amazing. Mm. Double down on it. Mm. If you're getting results. 
Yeah. For sure. Uh, any questions? And, you know, there's no guarantees about IVF either. And that's you, right. You know, there are no guarantees and that's just same as we. Can't tell you how much it's going to cost. Someone here says, you know, how much does it cost to have multiple? Well, yeah, you're just paying this, mm. <laughs> the same, you know, fees sort of thing each cycle. So there's no guarantees but when you are longing for a child, you will, you know, most of us will do whatever it takes. And there's questions here too, you know, why did we decide, you know, not to adopt or to foster and that sort of thing? That certainly wasn't out of the question for us but this was just we wanted to go down this process first and I guess there's something you know some people will call it selfish some people will look at like well maybe you just weren't meant to have children and that's a way of controlling the population but for us you know I was encouraged do you take Panadol for a headache if you had cancer would you get chemotherapy you might need some assistance having children so we did we went down the medical track and you know there's something about having your own biological children so certainly if that didn't work and we hadn't reached the point where we discussed yeah, how many thousands of dollars we were mm. going to throw at it, how long we were going to let this journey continue, but absolutely fostering and adoption were otherwise there totally. Sure. And there's incredible people who, yeah, make amazing lives for kids in that in that instance, which is yeah. awesome. Georgia Colburn asks, if they had private health insurance, what did they actually cover and was it worth it? So I think from what I'm understanding, you really don't need private health insurance for IVF because there's not going to be any wholesale savings. I mean, every health fund's different, but you cash flow it direct to your IVF provider, get some Medicare rebates. Mm -hmm. I think the private health insurance thing would come into it if you are doing some acupuncture, if you are doing some physio once or if you've you've got pregnant and then... Yeah, the specific needs for for us were Tasha's surgeries leading up to it and all of that meant that we needed the best person around. I mean, the guy we ended up with was speaks at medical conferences about endo and IVF and this type of thing. So we, we went for the best for that reason. Um, and so, yeah, private health was an absolute no brainer. Uh, and it ended up paying off big time in the end because we, you know, with our second child, we were in hospital for quite some time after and Tash was in hospital for a bit, quite a bit before it in, in, in that sense. And I think we ended up with about a 60 grand hospital bill paid yeah. for. Yeah, and that's interesting you say the hospital. So Ashley Erie or Air yeah. says our private health cover didn't cover anything unless I was in the hospital, Yeah, which is, yeah. yeah. So it covered the hospital expenses for egg collections, yes. which they did five of them. And it was around $2,000 each time. This was paid direct by the insurer. Yeah. yeah. But I would caution, you would get that once per year excess for your policy. It, yeah, it would depend on the, on the policy. It depends on but, the policy. But yeah. generally with hospital visits <clears throat> and private health, I know for me personally, it's per calendar year mm. and I pay the excess once and I can go into hospital as many times throughout mm-hmm. that year. Mm. But yeah, that's the only time where private health came in for me yep. with that IVF journey was when I was in for the egg collection. Yeah. Then day, day it comes surgery. in, you know, it comes in great oh, yeah, when okay. I'm- Okay, so it is material. Yeah. Possibly. So there is, mm. so def- so def- So what I'm saying is you don't need to have it. You're otherwise just paying, for example, that $2,000 bill. Yeah. Okay. I didn't need to wait the 12 months. I could have just paid that bill. Which- Okay. But I did use it because I had it for the egg collection. And then once you're having the baby, great, you get your own room and you're, you know, oh, I love it in that sense, okay? But my misconception was that you had to have private health insurance. I just thought it and IVF went together. And so I just wanted to clear that up It was up definitely helpful. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Well, I've always had health insurance. Yeah. Oh, look, I want to wrap this up. 
and we can all continue the conversation in the Facebook group group guys so if you are listening to this and you want to throw up another question in the yeah, group sure let's i'll go through and answer chat in there and, yeah. um, but if i'm paying four grand a year for my private health as a couple yep right and it covers my day surgery with a 500 dollars excess per calendar year mm. it could be very cost effective if you have to go in for some egg collection a bunch of cycles yeah yeah for sure how many cycles per year generally you, you don't fit that many in because yeah. it's a- Again, it depends yeah. on the individual yeah. circumstance. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's been a wild ride and <laughs> I just want to say thank <laughs> you to been. both of you for, again, just having the discussion because, you know, we can't solve anyone's specific problems here, but we can chat about it. Yep. And I think we can acknowledge that this whole socially infertile and medical mm. infertility, uh, that's- possibly an issue that I guess future governments mm. will have to address mm. as society comes Big time. to this point. It's like, hey, that law's old. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah. ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. So. But regardless, we obviously wish, wish each and every one of our listeners all the very best on the journey. And yeah, we're certainly believing and hoping and praying and whatever with you Yeah, every step of the way and hope that your deepest desires definitely get yeah fulfilled. Okay. And yeah, don't give up. For sure. Good luck with it. All right. I'll leave it there. Peace. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. If you're looking for a super fund that puts its members' interests above all else, choose a super performer, Sun Super. With low fees, strong investment returns, and great member services, SunSuper is Super Ratings 2020 Fund of the Year and has also been awarded by Money Magazine, CanStar, and Finder. Find out more at sunsuper.com.au forward slash M3. You can join SunSuper online in under five minutes. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.